Thanks for joining us today. I'm your host, Douglas Jones, and this is the Behind the Shield podcast. Alongside me today is our producer, Brad Johnson, and here's the rundown of what we have in store for you today. Brad is going to give us a quick update on what's been going on at shelters since our last episode. And when we ended our last episode, we told you that we would be talking with Lisa Gardy today, but Lisa needed to reschedule, so we've got another guest for you. So today we're sitting down with James Haven from the accounting department. We're going to talk about some of the work that he's involved with in Columbia and the ways that he's involved in our community that make it an easier place for some folks to live. So at the end of that, we'll have a little bit of fun. we got some questions to get to know James a little bit more. But right now, we're going to ask Brad to kind of give us an update on what's been going on. Thanks a lot, Douglas. For the March 5th casual day supporting alternative community training, a total of $1,407 was donated to ACT. And if you're not aware of what ACT is, it's a Columbia, Missouri-based organization that provides support to hundreds of individuals with disabilities throughout Mid-Missouri. So that was a great thing. The Topeka branch got an unexpected but welcome surprise from the Kansas marketing team during their 2020 goal kickoff meeting. The marketing team crashed their meeting and supplied them with goodies and snacks and thanked them for everything that they do. The publication Carrier Management has named Shelter as one of the top property casualty insurance carriers that employees love to work for. This study was based on a search of more than 7,000 companies listed on Glassdoor.com, and Shelter came in with a 4.0 average star rating and an 85% recommended rate. Very good. Well, we're going to talk a little bit with James Haven today. As I mentioned, James works in our accounting department, and your title is Director of Accounting Systems and Treasury, right? That's it. Yeah, so when I think of Treasury, so I, I can see you, you've got this bunker down in the sub-basement of, of the building where our gold bars and large piles of cash are stored, and there you are keeping watch over that, right? A lot of money comes in the door and goes out the door every day, so that's the treasury function. Okay, so no gold bars. No gold bars. Okay, all right. Today, we're going to talk about not the accounting department, but something that I know you're involved with here in the community, which is Meals on Wheels. And, you know, we, we talk at Shelter a lot about being involved in our communities where we serve, and how I came to be familiar with Meals on Wheels, and it's something that recently you'd asked for some help, right, with some volunteers during the holidays when some of the regular d- the drivers that deliver were um, not around. And first of all, you know, I only had a very high-level understanding of what Meals on Wheels was, but I just wondered, for those that may not be familiar with Meals on Wheels, would you just kind of describe what that service is? Sure. So Meals on Wheels is really driven by volunteers. And it's a service that delivers hot, nutritious meals every day to people around the community of Columbia. And we've got, uh, on any given day, anywhere in the neighborhood of 20 to 25 volunteers that show up. We happen to contract with VA Hospital to make our meals. And they show up at VA Hospital, and they get a route. And the route might have 10 or 12 stops on it. And essentially, they're going to take those meals and, in a period of about an hour over lunchtime, canvas the community of, of Columbia and uh, deliver meals to about on about 20 different routes around, uh, around town. And they're going to feed about anywhere in the neighborhood of 200 to 225 people okay, that so- day. Who are the people that 
that are being fed? Who are the clients? I would say that the majority of the clients are senior citizens in Columbia, but not all. And I think that's been uh, one of the eye-opening things for me in being involved with Meals on Wheels. Essentially, we're there to serve anybody that might have difficulty in uh, in getting a meal or making a meal for themselves. And so while the majority are seniors, we certainly have some people that uh, maybe temporarily are homebound and don't have the ability to uh, every day feel confident that they're going to get a good hot meal. Um, so I've certainly met some younger people, uh, some folks that are, are homebound and, and maybe just temporarily need the service. Um, but again, the majority are seniors. Okay. Tell us a little bit about how you got involved and in, maybe even before what your involvement is with Meals on Wheels, why you got involved. Yeah, I think the why is is easier maybe than the how. Um, but the why part of it is my brother and I had the good fortune of living with our grandmother. And she was widowed at a, a fairly young age. And uh, my grandparents owned a business. And uh, you know, my grandma is one of the strongest ladies uh, that that I've known in my life, and uh, just just a very special person mm-hmm. to us, obviously. And uh, my grandma got dementia, and she was living in the house that uh, my grandparents had built together. And our goal was to leave her in her home as as long as we could. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we didn't have Meals on Wheels in our community. It's a small community in. Uh, in southeast Iowa, um, but we did take advantage of some other services. Uh, we had somebody coming to the home to help her with just personal care. Um, but we hit a point where we had to uh, unplug the microwave and unplug the stove, and she mm-hmm. was not in a position where she could cook for herself anymore. And so, why we felt great about uh, being able to leave her at home, you know, as long as we could. Uh, we recognized that it was a pretty big burden for the family that I have, you know, in that area mm-hmm. to make sure that she was eating well, you know, on a daily basis. Right. How did that kind of like stir your involvement for, for Meals on Wheels? And, and you know, when, when did all that come about? Yeah, I think probably a lot of people in Columbia have opportunities in front of them to get involved in different things. And so this one was one that was presented to me. Actually, uh, Paul Rose reached out to me and asked if I would have an interest. And uh, it was an, an area that obviously, uh, from my personal experience, I knew that I, I would love to be involved with. And so Paul reached out to me and I reached out to the executive director of Meals on Wheels. Uh, we had lunch together and talked about the service and I joined the board and, and I'm in my fifth year on the board. Okay, very good. Just being involved with something like Meals on Wheels, are there any stories that stand out in your mind that just really are a good example of what Meals on Wheels provides for people? Yeah, I think the one uh, area that I, I should have probably immediately mentioned when you asked me about the service is it's more than a meal. I mean, the meal is the is the obvious thing that, you know, we would be providing, um, and, and it is a good hot meal. I've, I've ate several, you know, so good quality. And uh, I'll go a little further with that. We also deliver bread certain days of the mm-hmm. week. Um, and then for some folks, we'll even deliver frozen meals. So we're really trying to make sure that, you know, nobody... 
that's that's working with our service is hungry. That yeah, it's a goal. But probably the thing that's been a big eye opener, and I've I've been really pleased about, is the social contact. And so a lot of these folks, it's not just that they can't get out and get a meal; it's that they they maybe don't see anybody in a day, mm-hmm. and they go several days without somebody maybe coming to visit them. And so that's what you know our volunteers provide is um, that social contact, and we really encourage the volunteers to you know stop for a second at the house and ask them how they're doing and um, you know just engage a little bit with them in conversation Uh, you know another thing that comes of that is sometimes we do find a person in a not so good situation and so we do ask the volunteers you know if they notice anything that the person appears to not be uh, in good health at that moment or acting uh, a little odd you know, to let us know uh, in the office, and then we're going to reach out. We've got an emergency contact for every person uh, that we go and see. Okay. And so if we notice anything, and, and we've had a few situations where they've actually had to call an ambulance that, you know, they found somebody that's maybe fallen or, mm-hmm. you know, is, is obviously in trouble. And um, so that just goes, you know, beyond the service, but we are you know, at least Monday through Friday, you know, we know that we're going to see that person and uh, and check on their health in addition to delivering a meal. Right. I remember before the holidays when you were asking for some volunteers to help kind of fill in over the holidays. Was that the director that came and spoke to us? It was, yeah, yeah, Jonita Weaver. Yeah, and she, she shared a little bit about a lot of these folks are going to be used to seeing their regular drivers, and they're not going to be there, right? And it sounded like that some of the, the regular drivers really kind of have a good relationship with their, the people that they normally deliver to. Yeah, we've got, um, it's interesting, uh, we have a volunteer recognition dinner every year for the group, and um It's amazing how long some of our drivers have been committed to this program. And typically, a driver is going to drive one day a week, and then a lot will join the sub list. Um, And these are people that show up and they, you know, we're not reimbursing them for fuel Mm -hmm. or helping Mm -hmm. them with their car expenses. Um, You know, that's all kind of out of their pocket. And uh, we've had a volunteer that was there from the beginning of our service over 40 years. Wow. Who just recently we'll say retired from, you know, being a volunteer of Meals on Wheels. But it's amazing, and I think about just how the community's changed, the different vehicles that she drove and delivered, you know, yeah. over that 40-year yeah. <laughs> period. But um, it's you see amazing commitment with Meals on Wheels. And so um, when you go, it's not, you know, if, if we ask who's been involved with the service for a year or two, you know, certainly there's some, some turnover, but um, we've got a, a group – a pretty sizable group of folks that would stand up and have been involved 10 or 20 years. Yeah. Have you been able to see just during your time in the involvement or, or even from what you knew before, how Meals on Wheels has evolved over time? You know, the service hasn't changed a lot. And I think that's one of the things that I'm, I'm impressed with is, uh, you know, we haven't always been with the VA hospital as far as preparing the meal. Mm-hmm. But being volunteer-based and having these people come drive their cars, deliver meals, uh, you know, that part has been has been pretty stacky. There are things that happen, for instance, like gluten-free is oh, now yeah. a, a type of meal mm-hmm. that we would offer as, uh, you know, we understand what that means to a person's diet. Um, but outside of that, you know, the service has been pretty unchanged, which I think is, is neat. Um, you know, there are situations where today we would provide um, – 
maybe there's a temporary need. And so we've got another service organization in town that, that provides uh, housing and meals to veterans. And for a period, their kitchen wasn't available. for So for about two months, we covered lunch mm-hmm. for that group. So we're always looking for those opportunities, too, to come in and maybe help for a temporary period. Anyone that's listening that, you know, they hear about Meals on Wheels, and I certainly, uh, it really sparked an interest in me, you know, to, to be able to volunteer over the holidays. How can, how can people get involved? And I realize it's not just, we're not just talking about local Columbia, right? There, Meals on Wheels operates in lots of communities where shelter is operating. Yeah, Meals on Wheels looks a lot the same uh, no matter what community you're in. So if you have the ability to some flexibility around the lunch hour to go in and drive, I mean, certainly on any day things happen. And when you have 20 different volunteers that you're ex- hoping will make it in to come in and pick up the meals for their route, uh, you know, things happen and, and people aren't able to, to show. And so they've got a sub list as well. Okay. And so if you're able to sub and you know that maybe on Fridays you have a little more flexibility, maybe not every Friday, mm-hmm. uh, but you can also put yourself on a sub list to help. You know, one of the ways coming back to, you know, our organization, we have one big annual fundraiser and uh, it's it's uh, called Big Wheels. And it's a time where we're going to deliver box lunches to businesses around Columbia the box lunch is $10, and Meals on Wheels keeps half of that, and we partner with Panera locally uh, to be able to provide that. And so that's one area that Shelter's been very helpful in both being a, a sponsor for that mm-hmm. event, so providing some funding to kind of get us going, but then also allowing Shelter employees to go out and drive and deliver box lunches over that week of the fundraiser. So if someone wants to get involved, what should they do? Contact the local office, the local Meals on Wheels office. There is some training. We don't just, you know, let anybody just show up and, mm-hmm. and go out and, and deliver meals. So there's some training. And uh, get on the sub list, and, and maybe if it works for you to be a full-time volunteer, um, we're always happy to add to that group. Okay, good deal. And so in other communities, folks could just look up Meals on Wheels and give them a call? Yeah, absolutely. And okay. of course, um, you know, maybe it's something that you don't have the time or flexibility to deliver. We're certainly always taking donations. And, you know, part of that is, and, and I should have mentioned the meals uh, are based on, there's a cost of the meal, um, but based on income. And so we certainly have folks that are not in a position to be able to pay for their meals. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, donations would go toward reducing the cost of meals. Before we go, just got some quick questions for folks to get to know you. So let's pretend it's your birthday and you get to choose your favorite meal. What would it be? So there used to be a restaurant in uh, my hometown called Papa Chico's and they roll out flour dough and they put meat inside of it and they drop it in a fryer and uh, make these tacos that you then open up and put your cheese and lettuce and uh, they're the best tacos around. So <laughs> I think Papa Chico tacos. Okay. If you could try any job you wanted and you knew you couldn't fail, what would it be? Uh, I think I'd be an Olympian. I might as well go uh-huh. out and get a gold medal. <laughs> if, if I know I can't fail, it, yeah. that would be a pretty fun thing to have. So what, what, what would your event or events be? I'd have to jump in. So I grew up with wrestling, uh, okay. being from Iowa. And so I think I'd go the wrestling route. Uh, it's a really tough sport to get a gold medal. And so not failing is, okay. uh, is a great advantage. Thanks for that. Okay. And one last. So if you were to sit down over a cup of coffee with 
the younger version of yourself, what advice would you offer your younger self? Well, I guess I'd say as it pertains to, you know, what we're talking about today is um, just being involved in the community. I think that um, there have been periods of time where, you know, I'm always involved with work and, you know, you're at work and you're trying to maybe get some designations or certifications. And then, you know, maybe if you have kids, you get heavily involved in family and sports and things like that. But, you know, the opportunities that I've had locally to be involved with United Way, Meals on Wheels have, have allowed me to meet people that I otherwise wouldn't have met and uh, just learn more about, you know, the, the town around me. And uh, so I think always be involved in the community in some capacity. Yeah, that's good. That, I think that's a good descriptor of you from what I've seen. All right. I want to uh, just thank James for being here today. Thank Brad for his help with the engineering and just wanted to let everyone know how much we appreciate you listening. Please keep your feedback coming. It helps us improve. Next time, Brad and I are going to be doing some talking just to kind of, uh, we got some ideas that we want to solicit from those of you that are listening. So we'll talk about that next time. And we'll see you with our next episode. Thanks for listening.